vibes and libido. We are your hosts, Trip and Kiki, the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth. Join us as we delve into all the things you lust, the lies that we tell ourselves, and why our libido drives us to distraction. This is adult-only content, so no kitties under 18, please. Our dialogue is open, honest, and raw. But most of all, we're here to have fun. Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. What up, world? It's Trip. We're doing something a little bit different this week. We have a group panel, and I wanted to go ahead and give you guys just a little bit of information before we get started. Every week, if you haven't noticed, we've, we've been kind of diving into either a lust, a lie, or something involving your libido. And this week is no different. We're doing a lust. I'm sorry. We're doing a lie. And so the thing that was really cool, we were looking at some stuff and we wanted to get a male panel together and we wanted to talk about men and their emotions or emotional maturity. And we were able to really get a chance to get some awesome men together to really discuss and talk about it and the conversation was so good we had to break it up into two pieces so please enjoy we're going to go ahead and drop um, part one part two will drop after that but i wanted to make sure i at least talk to the um, the family because we're doing a little bit uh, something a little bit different and give you guys a heads up before you go ahead and get started all right so enjoy thank you again for sticking with us all of our subscribers we appreciate you And we're going to go ahead and dive into this lie this week. So this week is a lie. All right. Now, on top of that, let me make sure I also let everyone know, visit bellsboxes.com. Go ahead and use the promo code. You'll find the promo code in the show notes. So that way you can get 15% off. We are your one-stop shop for all of your things, um, sexy, erotic, sex toys, novelties, lingerie, whatever you need. So make sure you go visit bellsboxes.com and look forward to hearing your feedback, hearing your questions and emails. So let us know what you think and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of Lust, Lies and Libido. This is your girl Kiki and I'm here with my illustrious co-host, you gonna what say up, something, people? co-host? Okay. Hey, you know I'm gonna talk to the people. You know I'm gonna give <laughs> you. <laughs> All righty. Well, we have an excellent topic for y'all today. We have a panel, guys. We have a couple of distinguished, distinguished gentlemen here with us, and um, I'm very excited to see what they're gonna talk about with this topic because as a woman. You know, I want to see what I can take away from the discussion that they're going to have. So tell you a little bit about what we're talking about. We're going to be getting into men and emotional maturity, or I'm going to just throw the shade out there, lack thereof. But um, don't mind my shade, y'all. But anyway, so we're going to talk about basically how, you know, there's been a study of human psychology and sociology that men on average tend to rely on a female romantic partner for their emotional support and their emotional needs. 
and that usually men will bond with other men, but it will be more on a superficial level. It won't be, you know, a deep emotional connection. They tend to, you know, bond over group activities or conversations about general topics, but not when it comes to their emotional issues. And that most of the time men will turn to their female counterpart to help them deal, if even then, because that's something we're going to have to get into as well. Um, so, you know, we're going to just see, you know, what these gentlemen have to say about relationships, friendships with women, because women have emotional support with their friends. We have no, we have no problems as women connecting with other females emotionally. So, you know, because to women, this was a great point from you know uh it was a uh what was it trip it was a um where did you find this uh this information i found it on tumblr of all places okay That's the funny thing about it it was a post right it was a post yeah right and so the person who made the post made an excellent point and they were like you know to women what friendship is is someone who listens to all your problems and keeps you company so I'm going to turn it over to you, Trip, and, you know, let you get these fellas engaged on this conversation. And we're going to, you know, dig in a little bit deeper. So. Yeah. And, and please keep us in line, Kiki. If we, we jump out of line, if we jump off topic, um, kind of, you know, rein us back in. But, yes, my, um, my wife found a post. I have to give her credit. Um, she found a post, shared it with me, and I thought it was so provocative and, and eye-opening. I was like, you know what? We got to get a panel of men to discuss this. Um, so we can kind of get, you know, see what everybody else thinks, at least, you know, a few of them. Um, but the interesting thing about the, the post that I, I found, it, it kind of rang true. Um, the post kind of opens up the way it, it starts off. It was like, you know, a guy made a, I think it was a tweet. A guy made a tweet and he was like, so evidently women want men, uh, women's idea of men is to go ahead, listen to all their problems, and be there for them while they sleep with other dudes. And so another woman responded like, so basically women want men to be friends. They're, I mean, idea of men, women's idea of friends is for men to be friends. Like, that's shocking. And the, the lady who ended up making a comment afterwards, I mean, she wrote this long-ass soliloquy. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it was like a dissertation. Um, yeah, it was pretty long. It was long as fuck, but she hit on some very, <laughs> I'm just saying, she hit on some key points that I, I was like, huh, you know, it makes a lot of sense, you know, when I thought about it, because I know me personally, I've had some issues when, when talking to fellas, when you sit here, you try to have intellectual in-depth conversations about how you feel about certain, certain things and being that, you know, I'm in, you know, my mid thirties, you start to really experience life. And so you're going through like deaths and divorces and, you know, baby mama issues and, you know, child support and all these other things, loss of job and trying to create a business. But we don't really talk about these situations that often. And so it made me think, you know, and this is the first question I want to ask um, the panel. Why is it that we usually see for men it's, it's, it's a problem if a female has a um, a opposite sex friend, why is it often that we have an issue with that scenario? 
Okay, wait, can I say this before y'all start to answer that question? Can we go around the panel? I want each of y'all to tell us how old you are and your relationship status. And, and I'll come back to why I'm asking that later. But um, James, how old are you? What's your relationship status? Oh, my goodness. How old am I? Uh, I'm actually 49. Okay. And uh, I am seriously involved with a very lovely uh, lady. Okay. Awesome. All right. Josh? Uh, 26. Okay. And uh, very single. Okay. Justin? I am 26, and I'm in a polygamous relationship. Okay, Shake? I'm uh, 43, and I'm single, and I'm celibate. Okay. All righty. Okay. All right, go ahead, Tripp. So, fellas, um, why is it that we normally see, and it may not necessarily be you guys, but so if it isn't you, if it doesn't apply to you, if you can just speak hypothetically um, or generally, why do you think a lot of men are having have issues when the woman they know or they're dating may have a, a friend of the opposite sex? Well, I, I think from a, like if you're seeing a woman and she has, has a male friend, as a as a male, let's put it that way. And I'm and when I say as a male, I'm not saying it, it's kind of kind of like genetic or 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 instinctive. As, as males, we're we're automatically we try to be a dominant creature, and we see this this other male as almost from an instinctive standpoint, not unlike dogs or or anything else any other animals, we see them as a, a threat to something that we hold, hold dear. And, you know, it's, I use a dog analogy because everybody knows how dogs react when they have like their territory and you bring another dog in, that type of thing, if that okay. makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Anybody else? If I could, I would love to build on James's point a little bit more uh, on two, two different ways. So, the first way is that you're absolutely right. Genetically, through evolution, human beings sustain themselves by men being the alpha and then mating with a female and anything that threatened that ability to carry on your legacy, it's con considered a threat and you want to eliminate it as soon as possible. But that's just genetically. But I believe as human beings, as we turned into homo sapiens, we've become way more evolved than that. And we have the ability to be sentient and to think and say, hey, I am able to distinguish the difference between what my animal instincts are and what is actually happening here, right? So right. now if I can, if I, if I eliminate the idea of like what genetics and, and thousands and hundreds of thousands of years of evolution has done to us and of the way our endocrine system is built and the reason why we feel what we feel, I'll go more into a personal level of like, I've, I've felt like that before, but I've made conscious and cognizant decisions to not feel that way. But if I go inside myself and I, and I ask myself, why did I feel those ways? A lot of the times it came from insecurity. So it's like you, when you're not completely secure with your position, you feel it's easy to be usurped from that position, mm -hmm. right? So when you see that nice. there's a possibility for that, it's a, what, it all, what it becomes is a mirror. It's a reflection of what you may be lacking. So when you see somebody who is entering your partner's life, it makes you automatically start to say to yourself, 
is there a deficit? Is there something missing that I'm not fulfilling if they need to find it in someone else that is also a male, right? Because you don't compare yourself to a woman. You compare yourself to a man. If you're a man, right? Mm-hmm. Like a woman compares herself yeah. to a woman. So as a man, as a, as a, a, um, a straight man within a relationship with a straight woman, <coughs> she's interested in a straight man. So if her friend is a straight man, I'm going to say, I'm a straight man. Am I not enough of a partner for you? And it makes me question myself. And let's, I, it, it can get more complex when it becomes like the dynamic of the relationship or the reasons to not trust or their reason, right? Like, but if it was to just make it, let's make it singular and simple just about who I am or who, who, who a man is as a person, it, what it becomes is a reflection. Nobody likes, nobody likes to be forced to look at themselves under a microscope. And when a female, a woman that you are partnered with has close male friends, it forces you to look at yourself under a microscope and say, what am I lacking that I feel that they feel like they may need something to compensate for that? And even though I personally feel like it's a completely false narrative that we create in our heads because of the, the insecurities we may have or the things that we may feel inadequate at, um, it's, a, it's a valid thing to have a community, like to communicate and to speak to your partner about and to basically figure out why you're feeling those ways and if they are legitimate points of weakness within the relationship. And if they are, how can we work on them? And if they aren't, let me, let me try to work on myself so that I feel better like as a person in this relationship so that I can, fe- I can feel like my position is well cemented in this partnership that we have. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that because right. there's, there's so many people that I've dealt with over the years. And, and when I say over the years, I mean, I'm the oldest one in this podcast right here. But, you know, see, seeing that, you know, and look, reflecting back on my life experiences, it's like right now I'm very comfortable with who I am as a person. But it took me many, many years to get there. And when I wasn't there, I had all these insecurities that you're referencing. Definitely. You know, I, I wondered, am I enough? Am I, am I this? And, you know, that's it. In, insecurities definitely translate as perceived threats. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wine, wine gets better with age because it starts to realize who it really is. <laughs> Justin, were you going to say something? No, I, I was just agreeing that that's a fact, you know, just, it's, you know, that, that lack of, of loving self, of understanding self that will put you in a position to even, to even doubt. So um, I agree 100% with what's being said, 100%. Shay? Um, I agree, but I will say that when, men and women are very, very different. I mean, in like in way things are approached, the mentality, how we think, and uh, a lot of us, I know what, as my younger self, I was completely inequipped to deal with some of the emotional uh, situations I had to deal with. It just, I just wasn't prepared. But over time, as I matured and I started to see perspective, I started to realize that the sex part that torments us as men isn't as important as the relationship that you're building with the person. Like, we put a lot of emphasis because of the way we were brought up upon the physical interaction, but there's a deeper emotional connection that you can have with somebody that goes beyond sex. So some of us uh, take this ownership towards, you know, physical interaction when it should never be that way. You should be able to uh, uh, discuss and, 
and, and work as a team. That's where uh, the brother said polygamy. Or, that's why that makes sense in a lot of ways, because you take the whole ownership off the table and you say, what makes me happy? What makes you happy? What can I do to be a better person? And as I'm a better person, then we could grow together as better people, right? It takes the whole, you made a mistake that's unre- You can't fix this mistake. This mistake, you slept with somebody, it's over. It's like, no, you betrayed me. That's right. what happened. Now, what if we talked about it beforehand? Is that betrayed? And that's, and, that's, and that's the immaturity because women can mature to that level quicker than men if they aren't, aren't restricted by patriarchal behavior. The way it used to be was matriarchal. If we recall, if we keep skipping that part of history, that women ran everything at right. one point in history. So maybe think about that. Maybe we should look at women as more like the guidance instead of the, the people that should be subservient to our w- attitude. And it's funny you say that, Shake, because, you know, bringing the historical aspect to it, you're absolutely right where, you know, there were tons of matriarchal societies from, you know, indigenous Native Americans to, you know, Africans to, you know, indigenous Asians, where the matriarchal, every, you know, your lineage and complete lineage was traced through your mother, you know, because they knew that was how it was, you know, where you came from, where you were born from. Um, so patriarchy does do uh, uh, injustice. Women make men. <laughs> women make people. Men don't make people. Like it's just like so. Like in the in the hierarchy of of life, they are more important technically. Like if you mm-hmm. put like this, if there was a, if you said okay, we have to get rid of a certain population of men or women, men would have to go because men can't create other humans. It's just not the way it is. And if you look at science, when everybody started as a woman, everybody started as an XX chromosome, and then you, then the break of the chromosome creates an XY. So scientifically, we all started as women. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, absolutely. So, I mean, the fact that you talk about we all started as women, that's the thing that for me um, is it, 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 it puzzles me as to why we have this um, this thought process that men can't be emotional or men don't know how, you know, we just can't talk about things. We can't be, you know, we can't have feelings. Um, where I've always said men are capable of having feelings. We're capable of dealing with certain things. We're just not given the opportunity. You, you know, we I have so many female friends where I'll sit there and I'll be like, you need to just go ahead and tell them how you feel. And they're like, well, I can't really say nothing because he won't be able to handle it and he can't, you know, it's, it's going to be a problem. You're not even giving him the opportunity. If he can't handle it, fuck him. Leave him, keep him moving. But you need to at least express how you feel and give him the opportunity to, to, to at least grow so that when you can have, um, you don't have someone who is 65 and still haven't really dealt with a lot of things because you, get, you haven't given them the opportunity to deal with it. I gotta say something on that. Topic. I gotta say I something believe- on that. What? Go, who's who said that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say oh. something. Go ahead. Okay. No, go. So basically, I mean, I hear what you all are saying so far, and you know, to me, it sounds really good. You know, but you know, most of the men that I have 
you know, been in contact with. I'm 45. So I, I have my share of life experiences, you know, but most of the men that I come in contact with, okay, Trip, you say, you know, just talk to him and he can handle it. But this is the thing. This is going back to the emotional maturity piece that a lot of men don't know. They have not been taught. They have not been shown. They have not been, you know, given that platform to be able to take in what's being given by a woman. Some men just feel like, you know, what a woman gives is too much. I don't want to deal with all that. You know, that's what a lot of women get emotionally. Like, I just don't want to deal with, you know, the barrage of emotions that a woman can come to a man with. And so either he shuts her down, he tries to shut her up, or, you know, you do have the rare ones who will sit down and actually listen and take it in. But I say rare because it is rare. It is very rare for me to have been in a very equally communicative relationship emotionally with a man. Because if I do go to him, it's, it's an issue. They don't take it in. They don't, that's why women get that whole thing from, he can't handle it. I don't really know how to talk to him. You know, so that goes to that emotional maturity piece, right? Yeah, I, I've experienced, yeah. I, I, when I, I was married when I was young, like like basically from 20 to 24, but I kind of like stuck with me because I, you know, just like anything, you try to fix something. Like even after the fact, I kept saying, I'm going to be a better man for the next woman, right? So right. I would read all the books. Uh, 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 one book stood out was uh, Five Love Languages, right? And basically the way- yeah, we, we talked about that on the show before. What was that? I said, we talked about that on the show before. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's how you communicate, and then there's uh, something that she was touching on, uh, emotional intelligence, meaning knowing how to manage your emotions. We we are we got the green light as males, and everyone knows this. We got the green light bad. Anytime something there's an opportunity to to the point where men search out ways to be angry because they know that's when they could get to be a man. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's to the point where. I go to this wrestling event or this boxing club because I could, so this is where I could be aggressive, right? But we don't have any uh, outlets to cry when we that's need to cry. Have many well, outlets. So I would, well, I would love to build, I would love to, uh, I, so this topic specifically, I, I really, I enjoy talking about this topic. I actually just had a conversation about this and the difference between emotional intelligence and emotional wisdom. And I think, a lot of this boils down for men specifically. And I want to, I want to say specifically, um, I, not to alienate anybody, but like minority men and men that come from more impoverished areas. And the reason why I specify that is because it starts from when you're a child and the way that you receive positive reinforcement. Absolutely. We there's, there's learned behaviors and there's things that when what we do we do them, we keep doing them because of how we get a reaction from the, the world around us, right? And this is a nature versus nurture argument that I'm, I'm not really trying to debate that, but I'm trying to get into the conversation of, as a man in, in society, specifically Western society in the US, especially as a, a black or a Hispanic or Latino man or, or um, uh, indigenous or in those, in those, they're pretty laden with, uh, with uh, this idea of what masculinity is. Um, and again, not to alienate anybody, who's white or that doesn't share that. But the reason why I share it from that perspective is because this is what my personal experience is, is that when you're a man trying to be vulnerable, you're not rewarded for it. 
you're rewarded more for machismo, for over masculinity, for being angry and being like, no, I'm, I, I'm taking what I want, right? And you're, you're rewarded for that because you're either going to get it or you're going to be like, wow, that's like, you're real. You're being real right now. Or you're being, you know, like there's this reward system built from when we're kids to when we're older about this hyper masculinity, right? Right. But then when you want to cry, what do you what do your other male friends say? They're like, yo, stop being a bitch. Stop being a little right? punk. Yeah, or stop being a punk. pussy. Or, yep. So the thing is about it is that as children, we we learn this because of what positive and negative reinforcement is. When I'm angry and I hit somebody, my people they like me. They want to be around me. I get right. points. But if I start crying, people are like, let me distance myself from this person. So it all starts from then. And then as you get older, now this is where it gets a little more complicated, right? Because a lot of the times, and the re- this is one of the main reasons why I bring up the idea of, of, of specifically in minority communities is that this is, at least for me, is that a lot of the times the women within these communities are taught, go after a real man, go after a man who, you know, a man's man, provider, uh, could protect you, you know, all things that granted are justified to some degree. But the thing is about that is that they, what that does is that creates a pre- like a narrative on who they should be going for. So when you have a, a, a in the, and this is this is usually from when you're younger, right? So this is a woman who's in her in 17, 18, 19. We all know women mature faster. So when when you have this already prerequisite of what a woman is looking for, men mold themselves to be as attractive as possible to the women around them, right? Right. And the problem is is that when the men are molding themselves into this person at this age for these women, they stay that way and women keep maturing. So when a woman hits 30 and they realize this shit doesn't matter anymore, I don't need a guy who's going to fucking go to a bar and get into a bar fight for my sake. They're like, no, I need a man who's able to communicate with me emotionally. The men didn't keep up. They stayed the same and they stayed in this way that, that they felt like they needed to stay and to attract the women that they felt they needed to attract. And they didn't evolve. And a lot of the times they don't evolve. And when it becomes this, this herd mentality of men that all of them just keep feeding to this idea of what a man is and no one, none of their friends or nobody in their circle is saying, yo, bro, it's okay to express your emotions. It's okay to communicate. You could become a better person if you do so. If you're able to tell me how you feel, there's more than three emotions, which is basically anger, sadness, and horny, right? Like there's more than those three emotions. You can, you can, it could be complex. You could be destroyed. <laughs> but it's just it's it just it's 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 just i mean i can go about this forever and and i could even like dive into the difference between you know emotional intelligence and emotional wisdom i can be emotional intelligent but do i have the wisdom to make the decision based on what i know right right, so right. Like, i can i can understand your position but now what do i do with that like let's say if a woman shares with me and she says hey i'm really starting to feel neglected in this relationship because you're prioritizing your work over me I can understand that, but now do I have the wisdom to make the decision that creates the best possible outcome for everybody involved, right? Right. Think about so, longevity to think about the effects of that. So, I mean, you're absolutely right, Josh. And, and to your point, I think what we have to start doing, and when we see these moments, you know, as men who, who may have some emotional wisdom, um, is, okay, having those conversations with other brothers who may be lacking in those areas because that's what we're not doing enough of. We're not 100%. having enough of these type of conversations where we're sitting here talking about, hey, bro, okay, you lost your job. How are you feeling? 
fuck, fuck the game. Fuck, you know, all this other stuff you want to talk about. How are you feeling? Do you, because I'm sure right now, part of you feel like you got kids at home. So you're feeling like you're letting them down. Let, open up and talk to me. I've had so many situations where you sitting here, you know, they're going through something and you talk to them like, bro, what, what's going on? How you feeling? And then they deflect. They go ahead. Because like you said, if I sit here and show emotion, then I'm being weak. If I show emotion, yeah. then, you know, I'm, I'm vulnerable. And, and there's a fear there. I'm fearful what happens when I'm being vulnerable. So they don't show emotion and they hold it in, they bottle it in, they bottle it up, and it becomes repressed. And what we have to do is to create safe spaces for our brothers to be able to have these conversations because there's not a lot of men, you know, I mean, I have these conversations with um, some of my frat brothers where you're sitting here like, it's maybe, you know, we're in a chapter meeting of 150 people, but then you can only have real conversations with 10 people. You know, 10 people where you can really put it on the table. How you doing? Dude, man, I just, you know, I really truly bombed and I may lose my job and, and you're able to truly vent. But you don't have that often. It's because there's not a lot of emotional uh, wisdom and maturity out there. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this talk is how do we get to the point where we can, you know, I guess each one teach one and build the community so we can have these these little pillars that people can go to and say, hey, look, you know, I can't talk about my feelings. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm not going to feel insecure by doing so. I, well, I have a... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was well. My suggestion generally means it's like there's a always been an issue with community building. It, it, these fall under the several subjects of things that need to be taught. But it seems as though as we attempt to build this community, we have internal uh, uh, things that tear us down. And that, and to me, that comes from not a collective understanding of history and law and how things coincide not to get super deep but it's like if we don't have the same standards right if right. we don't agree to the same playbook then you i can tell you how i feel right i'm i'm feeling myself i'm going through something and then next thing you know i'm on instagram because you need receipts what i'm saying is there's not enough trust so how do we <laughs> build funny, the but... trust no, it's funny. It's funny. But what I'm saying is we got to build enough trust, you know what I mean, amongst ourselves so that we could be, because um, that's why men, are, that's how that's how we get that way. We get that way because every time we cried, somebody made fun of us, right? Or we felt like we, we failed or she left me because I'm weak or whatever you felt that was wrong with that, right? But then there's not enough of us to say, bro, that happens to everybody, bro. I cry too, it's nothing. Oh, you cry? Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, I'm not going to cry now, but yeah. You know what I mean? So get to the point where we have standard. I mean, like love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, like things that we can all agree upon, regardless of what religion or background that we choose, to where we can say this is how we're going to approach things so we can identify each other. Because we have a problem with hate. It's an overused emotion. And all of that emo that anger comes, that's part of it. Hate is a, anger is a byproduct of this. You know what I mean? So we don't start ad addressing things with love. 
then we're going to keep repeating ourselves. That goes for men and women. My suggestion Absolutely. is get the women together. We'll get the women together, you know what I mean, and have and help get them working out their issues with each other so that when a man comes emotionally, they are prepared to deal with his lack of emotion. Because I feel like everything starts with the women. Like, men don't do nothing. You're not going to sell a record if women don't like it. You're not going to do nothing. Nothing happens without women saying it's okay, in my opinion. So, so if we can get more women to realize that their men are damaged and start to help them repair themselves, then the men will be more likely to open up to other men. That's my suggestion. Now, here's here's one of the things to piggyback on that because um, Kiki, I would love to kind of know what you think because this is how I feel and and being of um, a minority culture in America speaking for other minority cultures and seeing that byproduct, you do see that a lot of times women are the biggest proponents of keeping that, that um, hyper-masculinity going. They're, they're some of the biggest proponents of, you know, championing, you know, little boys, look, don't, don't be no punk, suck it up. Man up. Um, and things that man up and all that stuff where instead of giving them the space to, to be able to express themselves emotionally, they're shutting that down quick. Um, not even to, not even just little boys where women, let's just keep it real. You probably as, as a woman, Kiki, and I'm pretty on spot. You probably as a woman didn't start looking for a man who can open up and speak to you and, and, and connect with you emotionally till you probably got in your thirties. Correct. I can agree with that. So all the time before then, you know, you wanted somebody who was, you know, tough and, 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 you know, put his foot down and, you know, mm-hmm. if, if he got to get, you know, loud then he can get loud. And none of that had anything to do with connecting and being emotionally there. And so for all of, you're talking about for a lot of men's lives up until they're about 30, this is what they're being told is desirable. This is what they're being told is is what's wanted. You get emotional. What is to be emotional? <laughs> no, yeah, no warning. What's yeah? This is a switch up. It's like, oh, now women, I'm in my thirties now. You gotta connect with me. And women, what? women change much easier than men. Women, women have the ability, and this is just like psychology has proven it that women, women learn better in terms of. Like they realize they evolve better, right? They like women have this ability to be like, oh, this doesn't work. Let me do something else. While men are fucking stupid. If we try to walk through a wall, we'll keep trying to do it until it works, right? Like, bro, the third so, time gonna work. I'm gonna walk. <laughs> yeah, through. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just that's just how we're built. But I I, I want to just to build a little bit into the 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 point that you're making on this is that, uh, or or just the, the point that you had asked before. Just real quick on a solution for all this. I think on a macro level, I think education. I think the more educated we become, the broader the vocabulary, the more that we understand how to communicate, the easier it will be for to communicate. The lower your vocabulary, it's very hard. You, the, most people with a lower vocabulary, they get into more fist fights because they're unable to communicate. That's statistically proven. So if, if you, if we can, so if we can broaden the, yeah. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. James was saying something. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, yeah, but, I, said, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I said absolutely right because there's, you know, from my standpoint, it's like once the discussion gets elevated, 
you're already losing the fight. A thousand percent. And, and a lot of the times what happens is, is when, when you have somebody that doesn't understand how to communicate, there's usually two different reactions. It's a fight or flight. I'm either going to get angry and I'm going to fight you because I don't know what you're saying, or I'm going to leave and and ignore this because I don't know what you're saying. So I think on a macro level, a macro solution would be education. Micro level on those person to person basis is to love your friends. Literally, like legitimately love your friends, right? I, I'm so grateful that I have two, three friends in my life that we sit down at least twice a month, maybe three times a month, and we just talk about what's going on in our lives and get very vulnerable. And it could be for three, four hours at a time. And we sit and we talk and we talk and we tell each other how we're feeling, how we can be better men, how we can be better for our partners because they're in relationships and how I learn from them. And we treat each other like mirrors. Right. We are reflections of each other. And I think I that all that. comes from the fact that I love my friends, right? Like I, I genuinely love my friends as much as you can love a platonic person. Hey, but right. hold on. Let me, cause let me, let me just keep it real. Agree with you a thousand percent. A thousand yeah. A thousand percent, Justin. Like seriously, I think, you know, that's a, that's a great point because if we do start at the, the community level and start at the grassroots level, basically, and start having, I guess, little seminars or classes or something where we can teach parents to allow kids to, to, to express themselves emotionally, maybe that would change something. I mean, I think that's a great point because it does, it does start at that. I mean, so many things you have to unlearn as an adult that may have seemed cool. Um, your parents did it, but in actuality, it was kind of traumatic. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, not to go too far into the psychology of it, but there's a lot of times where parents' trauma, they're passing their trauma onto their kids out of fear of what they need to do to protect them. So, I mean, it's a lot of that, too. Um, 100%. So, now, let me ask this of, of the group, because me and Kiki get into this all the time. And, you know, we we have a a, a love lovely disagreement about it so (laughs) so i constantly tell her you know this is just run i'm gonna run a scenario first so if you're dating a chick if you're meeting somebody you're starting a date you're you know you just met her or whatever right if she told you she has a male best friend that she has slept with before how would you feel about that Let's go round robin. So we gonna, we going to go person by person here. That's a teacher term. Sorry. <laughs> so, Justin, I want to hear what you got to say. So how do you feel about that? Can you pose a question one more time? All right. So you're meeting. This is, this is not somebody you love. This is not somebody you, you have super, super great feelings about. You're yeah. meeting this person. And this person yeah. is transparent with you and says, hey, look. Off the muscle, I need to let you know, I have a friend that's my best friend, that, and we've slept together before in the past. We don't sleep together anymore. It happened, but that's not what this, our relationship is. How do you handle that? How do you feel about it? Not even just how do you handle is, it. How do you is, feel about so it? Is this, is this woman like I'm, I'm dating her, like I'm, or is this just... You're dating. You just... Yeah, because you said I just met oh. her. You didn't say we were dating. Okay, you're, well, you've met her and you're dating her. So okay. you're getting to know, you're dating okay. each other, you're getting to know each other's, you know, background and all that good stuff. 
Okay, solid. Well, that 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 shouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me because that is it. And if it did, that wouldn't be a situation that I would put myself in. That's just, that's just, I mean, no two things can occupy the same space at the same time. So I'm not going to sit there and put myself in a situation I'm not comfortable with. If I'm not comfortable, I have to communicate with you that simply I'm not comfortable with that. So we're going to have to part ways. And if you don't, if you can't agree with that action, then that's not, my responsibility is already over. Once I communicate with you that I've already, I've already done what I need to do. See? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. All right. So, so um, let me hear so from me, James. So yeah. James, so for me, that's okay. Go ahead. go ahead, Justin. Finish what you were saying. Yeah. So I was just saying, for me, that's that's not even something that I would even. Uh, that's not even a reality I would participate in. Okay, James. You know I mean? So you're saying you wouldn't participate in it because it wouldn't bother you? Uh, well, I'm saying no, if it, would. it did bother me, yeah. If it if it did bother me, then okay. If it's gonna bother me, then there's no reason for me to to. to Force my state, force myself to stay in that reality because that would be nothing but chaos for me. So what I so, but for me that wouldn't that wouldn't matter because majority of people nowadays are already have you know they've had sex with somebody else. If you're friends with that person, I mean for me I'm probably not going to do it because I don't I don't know I don't know how you function in totality. You know I I don't know if you like to if you like to uh, if you like to go backwards. So, and I'm meaning mess with your exes. You know, I don't know, I don't know what your understanding is with that. And I don't know what your loyalty is to yourself. So I'm, so I wouldn't even put myself in that situation, no. Okay, James. Okay, this is uh, quite ironic because I was in a very similar situation. Uh, when I first started my, started dating my ex-wife, uh, and when I say ex-wife, this definitely wasn't the, the reason we got divorced. But when I first started dating her, uh, she was up front and said, you know, I tried to, to sleep. Uh, my best friend, who I actually met, it's like, you know, we tried to have a relationship. It didn't work out. You know, I just wanted to be up front that, you know, we tried it and it, it didn't work out. And ironically, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it. I was, I was actually, uh, from my perspective, I was happy that she was upfront about it. And at the same time, you're entering into a relationship. So you have to kind of like let yourself be vulnerable to a certain point mm -hmm. and take information in and say, okay, you know, well, you, you know, you weigh the pros and cons of it. Uh, the pros, okay, she, she had sex with him and it didn't go anywhere. Uh, didn't have any STDs or anything like that, you know? So, <laughs> so and what the cons, basically, you know, he was, he was and still is a good friend of hers. And I became friends with him as well because we're all of the same mindset. So, you know, I guess it depends on, on your approach of the, of the relationship. Okay. Shake, what you got to say on this? Um, I would say that uh, it depends. Okay, if it's in the beginning stages of the relationship, yeah. I, I would inform her, consider her a friend because I, I, I would only like to date someone that's my friend. So 
if it's the beginning stage of a relationship, I say, well, as a friend, if you really want to have a relationship with somebody else, you shouldn't say that. Because I shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be, the only reason why I would think you would tell me that is because it's a possibility for you to sleep with them again. Meaning, wow. your relationship shouldn't really have anything to do with us with me and you having a relationship. Like, if, unless he's petty and he's going to tell me, like, I slept with your girl, which would be stupid, then why would I need to even know that information? It would make it hard for her to have a relationship with somebody else because it would make it hard for me to go forward knowing she she is a woman, knowing how immature men are, they want to at least feel as though that you're special to me. If I got to walk in a room and I know that man has sex with you, even if I'm not going to feel completely comfortable with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not, no matter how mature I am, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's just the guy that's her best friend, but they used to sleep together. Because that's what's going to compute in my head until I get over it. Now, now I'm not going to say I won't get over it, but in the beginning stage, I said, well, I'll just be your friend, and then we can have sex, and you can tell your boyfriend <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that we can do what I'm just saying. Like, because I can't, because how can I, how wow. can I be when you're, when you're taking it away from me before I get it? You're taking it it's like, it's like, it's like somebody said, oh, I'm going to go to prom with you, but I just went to the prom. I just went to the prom before I got to you. And I'm friends with the guy that took me to the prom. You're the second prom date. That doesn't make sense to me. So she should be more mature and never say that to anybody if she really wants to have a relationship. That's what I say. Okay. Josh? <laughs> um, all right. So I, got, I just got to ask one question before this. What are my intentions? <laughs> okay let me let me oh my god i'm i am over here like no no i'm i'm i'm, I'm keeping 100 because right, here's the right. thing okay okay if, let's just if, say you don't know yet because you just right. just met her y'all legit like he said y'all you vetting her you trying to see where it could go you know what i'm saying I'm, so I'm you gonna keep it, maybe I'm gonna keep it, go ahead i'm gonna keep it two hundred thousand. it will not stop me from smashing <laughs> <laughs> I just keep, I I'm keeping it a thousand, right? Okay. So that's not like, the point. That's not the point. No, no. I know it's not the point. I just, I, I had to let me get. I had to get the joke off. The thing is, no it's point. not. It's not gonna like, like, cause to be real with you, if my, cause I, all right, I can only talk about where I am right now. I don't want a serious relationship personally. So like, where I am right now, if a shorty told me that, she's like, oh, I'm my best friend, I, I fuck with him before. I'm like. All right, that's fine. It has nothing to do with this. I'm trying to smash right now, right? Like I, I don't care. Like that's not has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not planning on anything long term with you. But if now, you know, besides that, if I'm thinking like, oh, okay, this is a long term thing, and this could become serious, I'm the the major. I think the major reason why I would have an issue with this is not so much, not so much that she has a male friend but the fact that like we're gonna go to like lunch or brunch one day and i'm gonna be sitting across someone that blew her back out or something <laughs> and that's gonna be like like that's like i don't want to be that guy having like lunch with some dude that smashed my girl before you know what i mean like True. the problem is listen i understand my girl has been my girl could have had a, a thousand partners she's clean she's chilling i don't care i just don't want to be chilling with those thousand partners you know what i'm saying like like I'm completely wow. fine. 
I'm I'm completely fine with the fact of like her having had a partner before, but it just gets weird because if that's her best friend and like we're having a wedding, like he's gonna get up and say words, and I'm gonna be up there like, oh, this guy. <laughs> Fuck my girl before, and now I'm here getting mad. Like it's just weird. Like, like I just don't know if I want to put myself in that position. Like, I'm, oh. all right. So look, <laughs> yo, you, I I love all of y'all because I'm over here molly whopping for real. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, because this is everything that I have said to him. I have tried to. That's why we debate about this because I have told him most men do not want to hear it. They don't want to know. They don't. Wow. Y'all don't really. Not really. No, I want to know. Really. I want to know. No, 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 no. No, no. no, no. no you don't. I want to know. I want to know. Can I make that very clear? I want to know because I listen. The only thing worse than being the guy at the table with a guy that slept with your girl is being the guy at the table that everyone else knows except you that they slept with your girl, right? Ooh. The only thing worse than not know than knowing is being the only one that doesn't know. Oh, you don't like to be in the dark. Yeah. I understand. I get it. Yeah. I do not. I, I do not. I do not want to. I do not want to like like I have to find out later and then I'm sitting there like so. All y'all knew. Everyone knew. Yeah, we all knew. Everyone bro. knew but me. Yeah. Nah, see? Tell me. We Give me the choice. What'd you say, James? I said we all knew about that mole on her butt. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying, right? But here's but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, right? And the thing is about it. Now, I, I'm I'm being jokey, jokey, and funny with it and stuff like that. But I don't speak in absolutes because who knows? If I find a girl that I'm head over heels for, it's not a big fucking deal, right? So I. I speak I, I I speak like this because again it's it's kind of like my my um my idea of looking stupid right like this idea of like I don't want to look stupid I know how men are I know men talk I know that even though this guy could be real nice to me who knows how he talks to his personal friends I don't know but if I'm being real on if I'm if I could be a little bit more transparent and a little less absolute with the jokes that I'm making don't get me wrong let's say if this woman is fucking amazing I will not let something like that ruin my opportunity to be with someone who can add true value to my life, right? So the jokes are fun and everything, but if this person truly, I, I can see potential for them to add value to my life, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I don't okay. think that's, it's that jump, big of a deal. I got to jump in though, because okay, go ahead. what you're saying, Josh, you know, that, that shit sounds great. But the reality is, because going back to what Shake said, you know, basically, if we're talking, okay, if we're, let's just say we're maybe two dates in, you know, uh, a lot of phone conversations, a lot of texts, you know, we've communicated. So we're really starting to get to know each other and we're starting to really feel each other. This is, that's the precipice right there because you won't give me the opportunity to prove how much value I can add to your life or how amazing I am. Because once I tell you that bit of information, that shit goes out the window. Even Justin said it. It's like once you hear me say those words, this is my friend. We are Justin really good friends. That. But what Justin said, don't but, put words in Justin's mouth. Okay, no, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. But I'm saying I'm he, keep it hundred. Yeah, yeah. On, on the second day, on the second day, you shouldn't be talking about who you had sex with. Exactly. Right? Why not? Hold on, time out. Let me. Let no, me no, 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 no. Let me say this. Let me say this. On the second, on the second day, day, if we if we all grown as fuck. Cause we all trying to fuck anyway. Why? Why are we waiting till the fifth and sixth day? No, no. Look, let me go ahead and vet you. No, no. Because this is what I like. This is no, what I don't like. 
If this ain't but going, I, I don't that, know. Ain't no point. Ain't no, no, point. no. I don't. I, I don't. I don't mean not talk about sex generally. I mean like identifying the people you've had sex with. Well, no, right? no. You're only. But see, this only would come up because this is somebody that's intricate in their life still. So it's not like she's just gonna be like, "Hey, yo, let me tell you about John, Bobby, Jimmy, right. a little Daquan." Now she ain't doing that. But she was like, "Look, if this is gonna be serious, let me go ahead and tell you because." I have a friend, and the reason Jesus. the reason we debate this is because I'm that friend for a lot of females. I ain't even lie to you. I I, I guess that this is why this rubs me the wrong way. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> if on the second date a girl says, "If we want this to be serious, I'm gonna be like, you need to relax." Exactly. Right. Yeah. I I'm gonna just keep it a hundred. It's the second yeah. date. Right. Like well, we need some more time. Sabotage. You the disqualified. Word, like, you the, can't. The word "serious" <laughs> on the second date is is a little laughable. Okay, like, I'd be like, all right, hold on. She, let's not say she's saying serious, but in the vetting process, you need to go ahead yeah. and start being transparent, right? You need to really? go ahead and start saying, you know what? This is my shit. This is my bag of shit. Let me go ahead and at least start putting some of my bag of shit on the table, and you, you can go ahead and start putting some of your bag of shit on the table. I mean, and it, uh, here, it happens here, regardless. tough about this, man. You may not necessarily say specifically, this is my shit. But when you start having conversations and y'all dating and you're on the phone, you know, three, four hours a day, and you right. start talking about can certain I, things. Can I create a, a little bit of an analogy here? Only because I get what you're saying. And I, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think, I just think there's, there's a little bit of lack of wisdom if someone was to do that. And the reason why I say this is what you're doing is showing me the cons before the pros. If we're not that deep into this and I don't, I don't even see the value yet. Don't tell me why I shouldn't have it. Like if you're going to sell me a car, right. I'm going to use today. For example, I bought a car today, right. They told me what was great about this car. (laughs) Right. Thank you. But they told me what was great about this car before they were like, but this is how much it's going to cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be like, listen, your tranny might bro blow at eighty thousand miles, but I swear to God, it'll be a great eighty thousand miles. No, let's figure out why this is amazing first, and let me decide if it's worth it. Right? Like, like so. A, so we hold on. Yeah, we, okay, so let's use your analogy. <laughs> let's use your analogy. No, lying. No. You're not disclosing. Disclosing information is not lying. I mean, she's not lying. She's just saying. It's, no, she should have the least to have sex, so I could just decide about him. So you are just, you got to work your way up to this. What? I don't even know you. How about I work my way up to nothing and don't even deal with you? Don't talk to your bestie about how another guy did mess with you because you told him that stupid <laughs> shit. I'm just saying you used to be bestie, sir. What I'm saying is that's not fair to the guy coming in the door because guess what? A dude that likes a woman wants to be her bestie, her lover, her everything. Yeah. So she's telling me that I don't have a position. I want all the positions. I'm that's selfish. Why I, I need all that's why I, I don't disagree. need to have a bestie. That's why I disagree. See, and that's why I said understanding, like, you can love somebody. You're not, nobody's going to be everything to everybody. Like, that's just not realistic. It's not, it's not possible. So the concept of thinking that, you know, I have to be your best friend. I have to be your confidant. I have to be your best lover ever. 
have to be all of these things in one. That's not realistic. Now, you know, and that's that that's that's a that's a product of, of our society. Now, what you can do is you can be the best person to them, but they're still gonna have other people that add value to their life. Just because it happens to be somebody who is of the opposite sex that they may have slept with before does not devalue your relationship with them. Yo, I know it's a terrible place to go ahead and end the first part of this podcast, but I had to go ahead and end it. Listen, we're going to go ahead and drop part two later next week. So please tune in, finish the conversation, um, and share us. Uh, Let us know what you think about what's been discussed so far. Like I said, you can tell we were starting to go ahead and get into a little bit of information and it was was starting to take a different direction. And I was really confused right now. I mean, if you could have seen my face, I was like, what? So um, please tune in, spread the word, keep sharing us. We love you guys. Thank you. Peace, love and light and continue to be great supporters of our podcast. Peace. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto-notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.